All right, it is that time to wrap up Week 17. The NFL season has come to an end as far as regular season is concerned. But for three of us, uh, our season's done. There is one person, however, on with us today who is going to the playoffs. Matt, I'm going to let you take it over. Go ahead and introduce him. Yeah, man, this is my boy, uh, Brian Cluffy. Known him for, uh, shoot, man, it's been been a couple of years for sure now, two, three years. couple um, years. Oh, yeah, man. We've had, we've had some good times, and he's a big, big sports fan and big Colts fan. So, yeah, Brian Cluffy. Yeah, man. How long have you been? Uh, how long you been uh, with the Colts? Like, how long you been a fan of the Colts? Uh, my earliest memory, about '96, Marvin Harrison, 19th pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yes, sir. The year so, I graduated high school. I'm back. I'm, I'm back. I'm back with Jim Harbaugh. You know, taking the snaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, you go. Bit, uh, Peyton Manning era. What? 30, 31. Um. Be 32 here shortly, man. There you go. There you go. Well, happy early birthday, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. What a what a ride this year. Uh, boy, week 17 was clutch. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor was clutch. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that and talk about it. So the Colts get the win 28-14 against Jacksonville. Uh, move to 11-5. and Lock up the playoff spot, obviously. Um, Taylor, man, how you feeling about Jonathan Taylor after that game, bro? I hope it's not a fluke because we're going to need it on Sunday. <laughs> yes, sir. Talk to us about this matchup, man. I mean, like uh, you, you guys smashed Jacksonville. It was 14 to 28. Um, I mean, it really wasn't that too much of a game. I mean, the, Jacksonville kept it close for a little bit, but the Colts had it under control for the pretty much the entirety of the game. So talk to us a little bit about this playoff game against the Bills, man. Uh, man, honestly, I'm looking at the entire AFC playoff picture, and I can't call anything. I mean, you got teams that have beat each other. You've got... You know, teams played each other already regular season a couple times. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and I, 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 I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been an up-and-down year. I mean, I've seen us beat Green Bay in a close victory, and I've seen us lose to Jacksonville week one. So, right. I mean, I think it's going to depend on what the offensive line can do, man. They got to protect Rivers, and if we can get the ground game going, I think we got a good shot. Yeah, who, who did they play? Who were they playing? Buffalo. Oh man, yeah, we're headed to Buffalo. I mean, mm. that late Tennessee field goal kind of burst my dream of the doink the division again. But to be honest, man, you know, home field against Baltimore, going to Buffalo—that's what I'm saying about the AFC, man. It's tight. Like, we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be. An, I mean, it's gonna be an intriguing game. You know, the weather up there definitely is gonna be. Um, I don't, I mean, I haven't looked at the forecast one up, but you know, the weather in Buffalo yeah. definitely is always an issue, and especially Indy, as windy, as, windy hell. as hell, snowy as hell. You never know. And, and you know, and obviously, you know, Indy plays in a dome, but you know, I, I don't really yeah. take that too much into factor because a lot of these guys, you know, play in weather or whatnot, but Buffalo is yeah, always a hard place to play. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, cold weather is always going to be a factor as a Colt fan. You you guys know I'm used to it. I'm traveling to Foxborough, traveling oh, to Hinesfield. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we always end up in cold climate. So, I mean, hopefully we can get a good result and go blue. I'm cheering them on. I'll be front and center. 
seated at the television to watch. Yes, yeah, sir. I think it'll be a decent game, though. You know, Indianapolis has a really tight defense right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the, the I definitely don't definitely. see this game. I, I definitely see Buffalo as a favorite. So I haven't really looked into the spread in this game or whatnot. We're going to do that tomorrow, but I definitely see this as a very competitive game. Looking forward to it. Without a doubt, Andy York. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it's definitely going to shake up to be closer than what people may think. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as saying low scoring because both both teams can put points on the board mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, like I said, man, I, I really cannot call any of these matchups. I mean, the NFC, a little bit easier, I feel like. But uh, yeah, man, the AFC, it's it's been it's been stacked all year. Everybody's beat everybody. I mean... We'll see what happens. It's really anyone's game, and they, you know, New York actually is allowing fans into this game. I mean, they they, they approve, got approved for sixty five hundred fans, but it's definitely going to be a, like sound like sixty five thousand fans in that stands. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo. All of, all of all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, they get some fans in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bills Mafia. Hey man. Hey, we'll see some stuff on the internet, man. I want to see some yeah. dudes jumping off RVs onto a table full of yeah, fire man. and all that, man. Yeah, same here, man. Same here. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty lit. Um, for sure. Super excited, man. Like, I mean, the Bills fans are wild. So a few years ago in 2017, Jacksonville had them in the uh, wild card round, and we went to that game, and it was it was fucking chaos, for lack of a better word. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. I saw everything yeah. from tables exploding. Uh, actually, down here in Jacksonville, they had it to where you could not buy any of them, remember? Yeah. yeah yep. You, you, could, you couldn't buy yeah. any folding uh, folding tables. They didn't have them. So these people were bringing them from Buffalo down. They were going out wow. of the area to find them, whatever they could do to get these tables. Um, at the end of that game, when, when uh, Ramsey got the game ceiling pick, uh, yo, you saw everything from people flipping the hell out. I saw some dude sitting in a seat crying, like losing it. I mean, I, I the, the parking lot was on fire after the I game. Saw, I think I saw some of the girls were fucking going at it, ripping shirts off yo, and titties flying and all that it, crazy shit. You know? It was chaos. It was chaos. So, hey, so, uh, you know, by it, it's I know it's tough, bias aside, but uh, how do you feel about this game? And give us a final score. Oh, on the spot. Let's see. <laughs> oh, it's tough. If bias aside, the way Buffalo has performed, I'm, I'm going to pick them as the winner. If mm-hmm. I got to pick a score, I think it's going to be kind of close. I'll say yeah, 24-20. 24 kind of close to the last matchup. I think it was 24-16 was the last matchup. 100% in 2019, man. You nailed it. Uh, yep. August 8th, 2019, it was 24-16 was the final. The Bills snuck away with this one. And, hey, I agree with you, bro. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think uh, just like you Don't said. Don't give your predictions yet, though. That's I, I'm not. Yeah, I'll save my predictions okay. for tomorrow. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I, I, I do think that uh, I think that the Colts are going to get this run game going early. They don't want to put Phillip Rivers in a position where he's going to have to start forcing throws. Uh, right. The Bills are going to try and play lockdown defense on, at the beginning. They're probably going to, you know, call that and say, okay, we're going to make you throw, stack the box a little bit off the bat to, you know, kind of shut Jonathan Taylor down and see what they do. Yep. Uh, this yep. is, a, you know, they're both mid-tier uh, defenses. Uh, Colts started out like second or third for the majority of the year. They've slipped just a little bit, but they're still a strong defense. And by no, yeah. no, no reason should be take, taken lightly. Um, the Colts passing think, game is, is wild. Go ahead, bud. I think. Uh, I, I mean, I want to know. There's a couple questions I got for Brian because I Talk know we were talking yeah, a few weeks ago about. Um, Yo, the Colts are still missing a couple people too. Like, yeah. as far as that defensive rating, we did have COVID. We did have a lot of injuries on the defensive end throughout the season. I mean, it's plagued us offensively too. I mean, we've 
we lost Mac early, you know. And that's what I want to talk about is what do you think about that tandem for, for next year now? Like you have two, I mean, just, you know, two-headed monster as in the, in the backfield there. And I think that's going to be – oh, my next question This kind of ties into it is what do you think about Phillip Rivers? Do you think he's going to retire? And uh, I'm hearing that Carson Wentz might – might be traded over there if that happens. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing the same. Uh, as far as Rivers, to answer the first part, I mean, he's performed. I, I mean, he's not a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl performance this year or anything, but he's he's a floor general. You know, he controls the offense. I mean, he makes the majority of the plays that he needs to make. He controls the offense. He controls the tempo, and I think that's kind of – the type of quarterback that we're going to need moving forward for the personnel that we have on the team. Uh, as far as him coming back, I mean, I've, I've seen the tweets. I've, you know, seen the same headlines that you guys have seen. Could this be it? If we don't win the Super Bowl for him or anything like that. And if he does, you know, end up retiring, I mean, good for him. I mean, he's, he's put in his years. He's been an outstanding quarterback for the duration. Of the I mean, for the stats that he's put up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz, I'm not partial towards Carson Wentz. Preferably I'd like to get one of these quarterbacks out of college, but depending on the draft pick and who's available, we'll see how that goes. See, I'm going I'm to I'm chime in real quick. Brian, I know your backup is a guy named Jacob Eason from University of Washington that we drafted, that you guys drafted last year. Definitely yes. not a guy that's going to be able to uh, chime in this year. Um, has all the intangibles, you know, great size. He was a you know huge recruit out of Georgia, played at Georgia, yep. then went to Washington, played there for one year, had a, yep. has tremendous upside. Um, I, personally, I think, you know, if Rivers can stay for one more year, I mean, because, I mean, looking at his stats, though, he had a very decent year this year. He threw for 4,169 yards, um, yep. 543 attempts, uh, completed 369 of them, 24 touchdowns, yep. 11 interceptions, which isn't, you know, that's not that bad. No, you know, so. It's not that bad. So if, you know, I mean, <clears throat> obviously they're going to look, you know, if that opportunity presents themselves in the draft to get another quarterback because, Rivers obviously isn't the long-term tenure guy there right now, so I'm not sure what their thing is about Eason, but he did make the team, and he was their backup, if you know. Yeah, um, I mean, as far as Eason, we won't know until we know, until we, right. we see him out there. We haven't seen him at all. Obviously, it's tough pickings. You know, you're not getting minutes. You know, you got Phillip Rivers. He's been healthy. You're not getting snaps. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as far as him, it, we won't know until we know, but I'm very, very interested in some of these guys come out of college, man. BYU's quarterback. I mean, who who doesn't want him? You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I, I wanted nothing to do with Justin Fields until he had that performance uh, in that in that bowl game there. That kind of. I mean, I'm I still not sold on him by any means, but that definitely got me thinking a little bit. We'll see how he does against Alabama. You know, but yeah, but I mean, he, I that, he's not. He won't be around anytime. You know, for Indy and all that. Yeah, by any means. Yeah, yeah. That was a great performance, but I actually think that. That was all influenced by Dabo Sweeney ranking Ohio State 11th. Bulletin board material, man. Bulletin board material. You Bulletin put that stuff board out material. There. They dialed up a great, great game plan. You got to admit, that was a hell of a performance by that kid right there. That was in, that was Absolutely. fun to watch. Yeah, was, I think it was a great game by Ohio State altogether. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, you know, obviously the quarterback, it, it's it's going to be hard to, to get that, get one of those top-tier quarterbacks just because the Colts are now in the playoffs. You're automatically back there in the draft picks. Um, Correct, yeah. Outside of that, man, what are you looking for in this draft? 
Oh. Uh, that's it for me. Quarterback. Yep. <laughs> that's honestly it for me. I mean, need a franchise quarterback. Years, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's the piece. When you really look at our team, that's the piece. I mean, we've, we've spent the last few years drafting very well. We've traded very well. We've got the personnel that we were lacking for a few seasons, you know, well, uh, quarterback's easy answer. Quarterback's too easy of an answer. I mean, I tell me you're that I don't even I can't even I know you got T.Y. Helton right now. I don't even know who else is on that team on wide receivers. You tell we, me we finally have receivers that can catch the football. And okay. but I'll say I, I, I don't want to say that we stole the, the model from New England because that will never be a comparison that I could fathom in my own brain. D- ditto. Ditto, <laughs> bro. We've got right. the offense. Hey, I like Pascal, though. Pascal turned his game up in the last about yeah. six weeks, though. He, if you look not at his numbers. Name. Not a big, not a big name, but Pascal has been great. Ali Cox has done his job. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've got the guys in the offense that they everyone does their job. I'll put it that way. Everyone does their job. They don't always do their job to potential, but I mean, eleven and five with the schedule that we've had, that guy's got it done. Yeah, they no, figured I agree. out ways to get it done. And I'll tell you what: if you look at the five losses. It, margin of margin of victory for the other team. I mean, we've competed every week, and as a Colts fan, like that's tough to say that we went out there and we played every week. You know, mm-hmm. Falcons went Falcons went like zero and eight, zero and nine, and games that were four or three points or less. I I, I don't want to hear anything about. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> You can either finish. I got, I got, I got nothing for ATL, man. I mean, I don't have nothing for them either, man. <laughs> if, if there's, if there's the biggest disappointment for the season, it's got to be at home. <clears throat> for the last three seasons, in my opinion, or four seasons now, or whatever it's been since the Super Bowl. That's a whole. That's a whole. I could spend. Yeah, you could spend two, three episodes on that. Yeah, I mean, just looking yeah. at the schedule right here. I mean, the, like, like Brian was saying though, the margin of victory right now. I mean. They lost to the Browns 32 to 23, which is a very, you know, competitive game. I think the one that maybe wasn't as competitive, I'm not sure how it turned out though, was when the Ravens beat them 24 to 10. But other than that, everything was, you know, just yeah, uh, the Ravens Ravens game was when we had all the injuries. TY mm-hmm. didn't play, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we were missing a lot of personnel. It just it happened that but way. But still, that's only a two point two score game though, right there. Yeah, you know, twenty four to ten yeah. sounds like a lot, but that's only a two touchdown game. And at the end, it's yeah. all about the end of the year, man. Coming on strong, and they finish strong. They're rolling into the playoffs with momentum. They have one of the better lines in the league. I mean, allowing only nineteen sacks—that's nothing to shit yeah. on. That's a, that's excellent, especially with Philip Rivers. Yeah. He's not he's not in the backfield running around, man. He's in the no. pocket. He's a pocket pass. The statue, yeah. which yeah. sometimes works out better for offensive lines because you know where your guy is. And then in a lot of times, and I saw it, you know, over the past two years with Minshew, you ran into the issue where you're trying to go out and make plays and make stuff happen your line loses sight of you and you're getting beat up yep. and and yep. that's where Phillipers excels where i have questions is in the playoffs but you know and and it's not a knock on jonathan taylor but i mean philip rivers dude he had lt and, and antonio gates at one point and, and it wasn't enough so i'm hoping this year that he can 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 keep it simple uh i, I believe in the coaching staff i think they've done a really good job all year kind of working with him not making him or putting him in positions where he's got to force things because that tends to be his issue and i've i've nailed him for it all year or tried to nail him for it all year long just because that's what i knew him as in san diego and slash la and and in indy he's kind of 
he hasn't done it. So which it, it's been great. It's been great, and I hope that running game can continue to lead them, and that defense keeps it strong to to minimize it to where he just has to manage the game. And I, I'm assuming yeah. that's what you want too, Brian. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. one thing I will say about Rivers and the past and the playoffs, you got to mention the teams that put them out mm-hmm. when they did make it. Mm-hmm. The AFC has been outstanding for a very long time. Oh, yes. There's a lot of rings in the AFC. Yep. I mean, you, you, you to Jacksonville fans, I mean, you understand more than anybody oh, yeah. what playing in the AFC feels like. Yep. You understand what playing in the AFC South feels well, majority of the years. Oh, what yeah. the AFC South has, has looked like, and that's just one division. Yeah, I mean, and back you go to the East, I mean, the, the yeah. Patriots, there's been really no one else besides the couple of Mark Sanchez years with competition in mm-hmm. the East, but the mm-hmm. Patriots alone, I mean, that's six championships right there in that division. You know yep. what I'm saying? So it's it's very difficult, man. Even recently, Kansas City, I mean, year to year, you, you have an expectation that the AFC is going to perform. And for Phillip Rivers to have won as many games, that's what I like to look at for his career. How many games was he the quarterback and he went out there and, mm-hmm. and helped his team win a game? Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So, Peyton Manning's got one championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. Hey, let me just tell you one thing, Brian. As long as you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, have Quentin Nelson on your offensive line, man, I'm a fan. I love That's that guy. Boy. I love that That's guy. Boy. <laughs> he's going he's to get paid here very shortly, a lot amount of money when his contract is up. <laughs> I give them all the money. Just don't give them that Peyton money. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that's QB money, man. They always, oh, I'm going to almost get that type of money. We'll have, to, we'll have to relapse again for four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So. Yeah. But yeah, hey, Philip, he kind of fits that, uh, that you know, towards the end of Peyton Manning's career in Indy where, you know, you, you had those 10, you know, 10, like you said, 10 and six, 11 and five years, all those seasons, man, where you guys were consistently strong. And, and I, like I like you were saying, I, I definitely know it. There was years where we were finishing 10 and six and you guys would finish 11 and five and take the division. And we we're like, you know, damn it. So we ended up with the wild card matchup, but, uh, you know, it is what it is in that. And that just shows how strong that, the, you know, that the conference is. And, and, and like you said, the Absolutely. division is that division Absolutely. at one point was putting, you know, whether it was, it, 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 yeah, it would flip between Houston and Jacksonville, but consistently, Indy and Tennessee yeah. were in there every year. Absolutely. And, and yeah, absolutely. You know, and I looked at that going forward. You know, in the division next year, you, you we'll see what goes on with the Colts um, yep. as far as as far as the QB position. But uh, if you assume Rivers comes back, or you know, you move to somebody like Wentz or draft somebody, whatever it may be, you have them. Uh, you have Watson in Houston. You, you're going to have Tannehill in Tennessee, and you're either getting Lawrence or Fields most likely in Jacksonville. So it's going to be a strong division for years to come. I agree. Is it too much to ask for J.J. Watt to finally leave and come to Indianapolis? <laughs> Man, I, it, it sounds like he's about done with Houston based on the last can, couple can, of weeks. Can, can, can he come on to Indy and become a winner? <laughs> that That's a big that's, question, that, man. That's what I should have asked for for Christmas. <laughs> hey, hey, Jadavion Clowney, he left and went to Tennessee, and so-so. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, man. Well, we appreciate appreciate you on here, bro. I know you didn't have a lot of time. That's why we jumped immediately in, wanted to cover Colts and, and talk about them this week. But, hey, good luck this weekend, brother. Thanks, Brian, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Keep doing a great job with the show. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, I hope everyone's 2021 was better than 2020, and go Colts. There you go, man. We might have you you back on. We'll see how they do. We'll definitely have you back, bro. Yo, if if they move on to the next round, I mean – might have you back on for a few minutes and, uh, you know, get your thoughts on it. Get a weekly Anytime, checkup. Guys, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Take All care, right, bro. Man. Later.
All right, man. That was Brian Cuffey. Uh, Matt, thanks for bringing him in, bro. It was great to talk to him. Get a little uh, little insight on Indianapolis and, and, and a fan's thought on how they're going into a big weekend versus the Bills. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, it's always great to have an outside. Yeah. And it was great to, great to finally get him on. And, yeah, um, yeah man, he knows, he knows his cold stuff, man. Been yeah. a fan for, like he said, 96, so. He's been, yeah, he's been patient. Like you said, he's been trying to come on for a while and, you know, we've kind of had to push him back a couple of times or move it around just because of, you know, whatever, but I'm glad we got him on, man. It, it was, it was good talking to him. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Hey, well, let's go ahead and jump into some news and then we'll cover the rest of the games. First things first, I'd love to color, uh, cover, uh, the football hall of fame finalist class of 2021. So we're, we're, we're down to the final, uh, few players here. I'm going to go ahead and read them off real quick. Um, but yeah, it's uh, let's see here. I want to make sure I get the the final list of fifteen. We got it right in front of us, uh, yep. Bobby. I'm gonna go ahead and run through it real quick. We have Jared Allen, of course. You remember Jared Allen, Matt? I know yep. you remember him too. Kansas City, Minnesota, uh, as well as the Bears and uh, Panthers. Rondé Barber, huge for, during that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, uh, and and just their strong run with Gruden. Yep, I think he might have been MVP. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I feel like you're right. I think uh, he had a pick against the Giants. Tony Baselli. No, yeah. Well, I can't believe he's not in. You and I would talk about <laughs> yeah. that. What's it going to take for him to get it, in? It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of time. He it's will. A length of, it's a length of career issue. That's what it ends up being. Yeah. He did. And, but that, the crazy thing is, he made the All Decade yeah. team in five years. So th- that was cool. He played for the Jags. And then he played one, uh, a few games for the uh, Texans before hitting injury reserve and re- retiring. Uh, Leroy Butler, mm-hmm. Alan Fanica, Tory Holt, Calvin Johnson. You got Megatron. You know this year. Uh, John Lynch still trying to get in. He's back in there again. Peyton Manning's first time. He'll be a one and done. We can He's all assume. Yeah. Uh, Clay Matthews is on there. Uh, Clay Matthews senior, not, uh, not the one that's still in the NFL, obviously. Yeah. Sam Mills, linebacker from 86 to 94 with the Saints. Loved him. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard Seymour. Uh, you remember him from those Super Bowl oh, runs in yeah. New England? Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Thomas, the former Dolphin. He played a little bit in Dallas too. For a year. Yep. yep. Reggie Wayne, uh, the, the man. Longevity yeah. over there in Indy with Peyton. Absolutely. And then this guy's another one that's going to just jump right in, and that's Charles Woodson. Him and Peyton are definitely going to be in this class. There's no question about it. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. All right. Uh, hey, Matt, let's go ahead and jump into these games. We're going to start out with your boys, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay gets the win in this one. They win 44-27. Not a whole lot to touch, touch base on with this game, but it is the end of the season for the Atlanta Falcons. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on in the front office and uh, what, what else you're hearing. I mean, they're they're actually keeping it pretty pretty well, other than uh, letting letting us know who's getting interviewed. And I mean, the reports are out there. We we've interviewed pretty much every almost everybody at this mm-hmm. point, um, coaching wise, and uh, also GM wise. Uh, we've interviewed. Um, I mean, this was a while ago now. I think at this point, but uh, what Rick Smith, the, the former Houston uh, Texans GM, mm-hmm. um, and a few others, but. They, they really haven't leaked out too much on who they're leaning on, which is good. Um, at this point, I want it to be the biggest surprise possible. Who knows at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not huge on any of these guys I'm, right now. I'm just very skeptical. I was going to ask you if you were partial on anybody. Um, you know, you're the, the GOAT, Matt Schaub, retired. Um, we were kind of joking about that, you know, just because his tenure in Atlanta and everything. Uh, be in there. So, what's uh, what's your thoughts on the QB position going into next year? Obviously, Matt Ryan's still there. I mean, I think Ryan still will be a decent quarterback for, you know, at least three, four more years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see after that, of course. Um, contract wise, I mean, he has an out after not this coming season, but the following season. Mm-hmm. 
So it's really a two-year contract, and then there's that out. So it's not as bad as it really looks if somebody wanted to trade for him. Um, it's tough, man. It, it's tough to see if it's going to be a, a package with, with him and Julio in a deal or if they're going to go. I don't know, man. I have no idea. I hope they both stay. I, I want to just – I can't believe Dirk Cutter has been our offensive coordinator. That guy's a clown, too. Um, I know I dogs – Sarkeesian bad when he was here. That second year, though, he definitely, definitely improved. And I, I just shoot it. If he stayed with us for two more seasons, I think, I think they'd be clicking way better than they are now. But a yeah. lot of questions in Atlanta. A lot of questions. That game was close though. Uh, with eight nineteen to go in the fourth quarter, it was thirty to twenty seven. We were down by three, and then after that, it was just uh, yeah. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what Atlanta does next year. We're going to definitely keep tight eyes on them with everything going on in this offseason. I, I think it's more of anything. You know, obviously, it, it's a disappointing season, but it's an exciting time to be a Falcons fan to see what's on the horizon. Yep. There we go. Hey, let's uh, jump to another team whose season ended on Sunday. Bobby, I see you over there shaking your head already. Dallas, uh, they finished the season with an L, 23-19. Versus the New York Football Giants, uh, both teams got eliminated from playoff contention after the Washington Football Team win. Uh, Bobby, injuries aside, because um, you guys suffered some of the mo- more gruesome injuries in the league. Whole offensive line. Yep, Dak. I Dak, mean, obviously. You know, you yeah, pick it; it probably Dak, happened. Yeah. All offensive line. And, Going uh, in the next season, let's let's get rid of the injuries. Um, how do you feel about your coaching staff you currently have? Because I believe Kellen Moore is staying. He turned down the Boise State job. Yeah, he turned down Boise State. Um, yeah, I mean, how are you feeling about next season? I mean, I'm feeling okay about next season. Obviously, when Dak went down, that's a huge part of. I mean, anytime you know, I mean, Dak. I mean, arguably, was one of the top, you know, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks in my eyes. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people had him higher than that. I didn't. Um, losing him, we went downhill. Obviously, uh, oh, the whole line, literally, at one point in time, every single starter from week one. Was been was out of the offensive line for the second half of the season, so I mean it was just one of those years that you know we fought hard towards the end of the year. Uh, obviously Zeke had his worst season of his career, you know, Definitely. with the fumbling issues and all that. Um, I still think you know McCarthy's going to stay. I think Jerry made that um, very loud and clear that he's not the issue right there, even though he did have some um, very suspect calls this year. Whatnot. It was just a shitty year, man. I mean, it just mm-hmm. you know things didn't go our way. We didn't get our breaks. Um, we didn't play good football, you know. We turned the ball over a lot. Defense ended up showing up, you know, um, better in the end of the season than they did, you know, obviously to start the season off. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that we're going to improve on, you know, in the offseason. I think we definitely need to uh, focus on um, offensive line depth and uh, secondary. As far as playmakers, though, I love. I mean, I love our playmakers, man. You know, I love Pollard. I think Zeke might have a comeback year next year. Obviously, if a healthy Dak and our three receivers are obviously elite. But really not much to say about that, man. Just – this game right here kind of was just what I expected, to be honest with you. Understood. Understood. Uh, first round, wh- what's your priority? Offensive line. Okay. Offensive line it is. And uh, all right. Let's Best keep- offensive lineman available. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's keep on moving through the games. We're going to touch on just a couple of these just very briefly. Uh, first one being the Jets and Patriots. Patriots get the win 28-14. to uh, Matt, Cam is gone. Uh, does Darnold, the starter for the Jets week one? Next season? Um, don't know, man. That's a good question. We'll see. Uh, we'll see with this new head coach, whoever they hire there. Uh, they, they, they. I believe they just hired that GM. Uh, and well, that what that GM was. Um, 
what's the coach's name? Uh, why am I going to blank right now? Um, how the Jets? Nobody. Are you talking about Gates? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Hey. Um, he wanted that GM. So really, who knows? It? Yeah. So because the uh, the previous, I was just reading about this the other day. It's funny. The, the previous GM wanted to hire Adam Gase, so he did, and then Gase got him fired and brought his GM in, mm-hmm. and then now that GM's still there and Gase is fired. So it's funny how things work out. We'll see what happens there. I don't know about Sam Darnold. Uh, I think he's going to be there. You think he's going to be there? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Bobby. I, I mean, there's a no-brainer. I mean, in my eyes right now, um, they're going to take a quarterback at the number two pick right there. If Fields is going to be sitting there, which I think he will be, mm-hmm. I just don't see a reason why they wouldn't. And I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Sam Darnold or whatnot, but I just don't see how they, especially, I mean, depending on what Fields does here in the national championship game, but even what he just did last week might show him enough. To me, he's not the number one pick. It's truly Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know how you pass up on an athlete like that. Keep an eye out for Dar- uh, Darnold maybe going to someone like a, uh, a like a New England or an Indianapolis or even a Detroit or something like some, that. You some, know, some, some offensive coordinator or coach that can, you know, like uh, coach him up. Because he, to be honest with you, he really not got – he really not got – he was never coached up really well over, no, you know, no, the Jets. No, Adam Gase didn't do him so well So if he can send – I mean, you know, give him second life, you know, he's going to get one more chance. Who knows? Even could see the Jets trade down on that pick. We, I, I, there, there's so yeah. many different options. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, uh, Minnesota gets the win, 37-35, and what was really an entertaining game. Bobby, Matt Stafford gone? No, <clears throat> no. Matt, no, not at no. all. That no. was an awesome game to watch. He had, a re- he had a really good year this year too. No, he did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, considering the help that he had and whatnot. Can I say one thing about this? So, did you guys see that on that goal line when um, a quarterback? For Minnesota, drop back, and he got that sack, and they threw a, a, a personal foul penalty on I that. Didn't. Oh, didn't. it was the, it was the worst call ever. I'll send it to you. It was the worst call I think I've ever seen. Roughing the, the passer, roughing the passer right there on the two yard line when the dude, the linebacker yeah, blitz, yeah. just made a routine tackle on the quarterback, and he threw the flag on him. It was all over the internet, man. It was yeah, crazy. I saw that. that was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Another one of those just terrible calls to to, to cap onto the protecting season. the quarterbacks, man. Uh, speaking of protecting the quarterback, Steelers protected their quarterback by benching him this week. Roethlisberger was not in. The Browns get the win in a close one, uh, 24-22. Now, the Browns did lock up their first playoff berth since 2002, but as Bobby is about to tell us, everything is not so happy in Cleveland right now. No, <clears throat> no, they are not right now. It's, um, sorry, let me pull this up, but. Yeah, so you got, you got some, a lot of COVID issues, it seems, going on in, uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, uh, apparently, you know, just yesterday and today, you know, the head coach, uh, Stefanowski, and uh, assistant coach, Patiano, wide receiver, Karate Hodge, and at least two assistant coaches that are unnamed are out of this playoff game due to COVID-19, and they are still doing contact tracing right now. They are still saying the game is on, mm-hmm. as scheduled, and um, but this is another scenario right now where – what Detroit suffered a couple they, weeks ago, yep. you know, and you uh, they that. got, they got blown out by 30 points. Like a lot of people think, you know, like granted the coaches aren't out on the field making the plays or whatnot, but I mean, that's huge. It's now you got a, now you got a guy that's going to have coach a game that he's never coached before in a playoff game against Pittsburgh Steelers right there. Exactly. And I was really looking forward to this game. I, you know? I am too. And I'm not saying I'm done it, with it. it we'll no. see what happens, but man, that is a huge blow for this Cleveland team, Matt. Matt. Yeah, no, sorry about that, guys. Um, You're good. Yeah, no, that is a huge blow. I mean, yeah, was he calling the? Is he? Yeah, he calls the plays for that team, I believe. And 
that, that's going to be a huge hurdle, man. Um, to have guys that don't normally make those quick decisions. I mean, what mm-hmm. you have, what, 40 seconds after a play, and a lot of that time is coming up with what freaking play you're going to, you know, run anyway. And then mm-hmm. you have, yeah, it, there's a lot happening there. So tough time. Maybe they can pull together and rally around it. Um, and, you know, we'll, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. That's the only thing. I, I, I think they're probably going to lose pretty bad. Yeah, and what uh, what I'm reading right now is that Sapnowski, uh is going to be. They're saying that he can possibly coach virtually, but I mean, we you know from from his house, but he's going to be wow. replaced. By, yeah, he's going to be replaced by st- special teams coordinator Mike Pryfer, You know, and the Browns are going to have you know other staff adjustments. You know, and tight end coach is going to be you know and DB coach and all them are still out. So it's going to be a it's not easy, man. When you have four coaches out, you know, we'll make our, game. we'll break down this game a little bit more and make predictions tomorrow, but certainly a big blow. Baltimore blows out Cincinnati 38 to three goes into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. The offense is looking good. The defense is looking good. Uh, we'll see what goes on with Baltimore. I'm not sold on them yet. I, I'm pretty sure neither of you are either. Uh, am I wrong? No, I'm starting to get on that wagon right yeah, now. Yeah, jumping back on. I'm looking forward to this game. To me, I mean, I'm not going to break it down because we're going to do that tomorrow. But yep. I'm really looking forward to this Baltimore-Tennessee game right here. So, uh, I mean, they're clicking at the right time right now, man. We'll see. You know, Lamar, you know, I think they still have a chip on their shoulder for what happened last year with that early entrance in the playoffs. So, uh, Buffalo-Miami. Buffalo slams uh, Miami in this one, knocking them out of the playoffs and just showing that they're going. They're averaging 40 points a game in the last three games. Matt, uh I'm hearing on the street, people, because uh, if you didn't, if you guys don't remember t- the Tunsil trade, they got the first pick from the Texans, so they actually they have the third pick in the draft this year. Yeah, in Miami. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing whispers about a quarterback, Matt. Am I crazy to think about? That? Are we going to see a Josh Rosen 2.0 scenario here? It's very possible. Very, I feel very the same possible. Way. I feel the same I way. Because I didn't after a few of those games, like. And then to who knew he was like, yeah, I need to, you know, I'm not throwing the ball. I need to take more chances. But and then he still just kept not doing it. And then that last game of the, oh my god, dude, that was awful. He he played such a horrible game. Three picks. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a good quarterback in the NFL. You think, uh, Bobby? You think they go after Mac Jones or Wilson? No way, no way, man. They're not giving up on two of this early, man. No Flores way, ain't man. ready yet. They ain't giving up on him that, okay. that quick. No way, man. They let me, man. They, they they were so happy that he fell on his laps last year in the draft and all that, man. I would be really shocked. I mean, I mean, you just pulled up the yeah, stats. Jesus, yeah, thirty-five for fifty-eight, sixty three. passes. Yeah. I mean, you your quarterback should not be throwing the ball sixty times in any game. Uh, they have more issues right now, you know, when it comes to uh, than quarterback. Man, I mean, I think they need some work on that defense. And even though I love Ackman and Gaskin at running back, yep. you know, I don't think in that number three pick though, there's a, a running back worthy, you know, to take no. at that number three pick. No. There's not that Saquon Barkley or that animal that's that out there. Zeke, but it's not there. Yeah, I think there's more to that than. Look at that, 28 points in the second quarter right there. That's defense right there, bro. Seattle wins 26-23 in a close one versus a San Francisco team that fought all season. Um, Sneakily and quietly, Nick over there in Seattle, our our, our buddy, uh, he's got one of the best secondaries in the last few weeks in the league, Bobby. Diggs stepping up, man. Mm -hmm. Playing some big-time ball right now. Adams has been playing well. They've been pretty solid. So the word out of Seattle is right now, you know, I – I follow a lot of the sport right, sports writers and uh, podcast guys out there that, um, you know, that defense is playing on a high level right now. They're playing yeah. at the highest level that they've been playing all season long right now. Um, it's not going to be an easy game this week against the Rams, though. That's a rivalry. It's going to be a tough game. Obviously, 
if there was a crowd, you know, and, you know, that's huge for Seattle in the playoffs. So I, it's going to be a very, very good competitive game right there. Shaquille Griffin, I mean, uh, you know, Quandre Diggs, you know, five tackles, um, one assist. But, I mean, I think he picked up a fumble too. Not sure. But, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, Russell Wilson, you know, he's also one of those guys that kind of turns up in the playoffs. We'll see. I mean, he hasn't really been producing at that high level that he did, obviously, to start the season off right now. But um, I don't know. What do you think, Wes? I'm doing kind of the same thing you're doing with Baltimore. Um, I'm starting to follow, fall back into that Seattle, you know. Get there, starting to. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, it's it's all about the right time, and I think them and Baltimore are getting hot at the right time. But my confidence level in them both is very low. Um, I like the Seattle team. I always have from the beginning of the season. Uh, They kind of fell apart midway through the season, but they're starting to get it together. We'll see. We'll see. And don't forget, they're a battle-tested team in the playoffs. They're yeah. in the playoffs year in, year out, you know. So they obviously play like their best ball. You know, Pete Carroll knows how to get them boys ready to play in the playoffs. So Absolutely. we'll see. And 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 I'm not saying McVay doesn't. That's why no, it's going to yeah. be a really good matchup, you know. Matt, uh, thoughts on Seattle's uh, end of the season? <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, they kind of like. I don't want to say dipped. I mean, what did they think? Yeah, 12 and 4. Right. They're a good team, but I think that Russell Wilson can't do everything. So, I mean, if they get a game where they get the running game going, uh, they can do a little bit of play action and take some of the, the pressure off Wilson, mm-hmm. I think then they have a chance. And then that defense, man, like like you guys were just talking about, yeah, it's played better, but we'll see once, uh, once they're playing really good teams here in the playoffs and um, see if they get battle tested. I, I think – I think they'll probably win win a game, win a wild card game or whatever, and then I, I don't see them going to the Super Bowl this year though at all. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and talk about their opponent for next week, real quick, in their game against Arizona. The Rams get the win, eighteen to seven, with Wolford leading the helm for the uh, for the Rams. Uh, Kyler Murray gets injured in this game early, ends up coming out of the game, um, but the Rams get it done in a very defensive game. Uh, I'm hearing Goff is going to be the starter, but Wolford looked really good, and he adds a mobile edge to this team. Matt, what are your thoughts on the starter for next week? you got to start Goff, right, or, or is there really a reason to think about Wolford? Nah, you definitely got to start Goff. I mean, maybe you can uh, make a, a small package of plays for, for Wolford, mm-hmm. um, some RPOs or whatever, things like that, to throw a wrench in there, but other than that, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely starting Goff. Bobby, you agree? I mean, you can't not start a guy that took you to the Super Bowl before. There you so, go. Yeah. But like Matt said, though, you know, if shit starts going south or whatnot, throw him in to see what he's got for a series or two and go from there. There you go. Uh, Jacksonville, we talked about them earlier. They take the loss 14-28. to Indy wins, knocks themselves into the playoffs. They've got a date versus the Bills. We talked all about that earlier. I will yeah. cover Jacksonville for a second. Bobby, I know you have a couple questions for me. Uh yeah, shoot. If you got one, it'd be there of you guys. If you got one, shoot it. Are you happy for this? Uh, are you happy the way this season ended out? Obviously, you want your team no. to like. Right. No. No. I the my I don't care if I said this at work the other day. I don't care if the, I'd rather the be in the playoffs and have the number one pick. I, I I if the reincarnation of Jerry Rice was available and I knew he would put up those numbers, I still wouldn't want to get the first overall pick. I hate the first overall pick. No matter what, it's just my mindset on games. I want to win every week. Now we're here, and of, of course, now that we hit the off season, yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're moving in the right direction. Where we have opportunity to move in the right direction, let's say that. Um, but this is the first time Jacksonville's ever had the number one pick in their franchise's history. I wanted to not ever experience that, but I mean, here we are, and 
I'm just uh, kind of relieved the season's over, to be honest with you. My next question is, <clears throat> what happened? What was the turn? What, what what was the turnaround this year? When did the downfall start? Because we, I mean, we expect. I mean, we didn't. Ex- I mean, think we projected three, four wins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But a one in fifteen season. What was the main issue, and when did when did all this start going down? Well, it all year? started week two because you know we lost fifteen straight games, so it started week two, <laughs> um, flat out. Uh, Minshew, you know, I don't. I'm not like I'm not one of those guys that's gonna go after Minshew. I I don't think it was him. At the end of the day, I think he made a really boneheaded decision to hide his injury. Um, I understand. I get it. This is the kid. You have to remember. This is the kid that uh, he was all over posters. Everybody was wearing his mustache around town. Before that, when he was at Washington State to get an extra year of eligibility, this man broke his hand intentionally to get one more year of eligibility. So I'm. I mean, I get it, and I get that this is kind of a make or break. This was some kind of a make or break year for him, but. uh, uh, I, I think honestly, this team was set up to fail from the get-go. I don't think they intended to uh, find a couple of the gems that they did find this year between Robinson. I know Marone talked very highly about him in the preseason, but I don't think he expected him to go off like he did. Um, the defense is a complete wreck, especially in the secondary. Uh, about four or five weeks in, you had C.J. Henderson getting hurt. Kalevi on Chasson really didn't jump in and step up like what he was expected to, although he did finish the year strong. Going into week 17, 10 of his 14 pressures on the season had come in the last four weeks. Uh, he had a few more pressures against the Colts, so I was excited to see that he started to grow as the season finished up. I'm going to need more out of that, and I'm hoping that the the new defensive coordinator that we have can help bring out the best in him because uh, obviously the first round is going to be dedicated to offense. So, Matt, you got anything for me? Um, nah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, what kind of if you decide to trade Minshew for whatever reason instead of keeping him for a backup on that rookie contract? Uh, what uh, what round pick do you think you would get? I think at the best we'd get a fifth. And okay. and that's not that's no disrespect to to Minshew. It's just a matter of the fact that. There's not going to be a lot of leverage on Jacksonville's part for him, um, you know. I, yeah. I, and there will be teams. There will be teams looking for a QB, but I don't know if Minshew's going to be that guy. I'd say at the highest of fifth. That, yeah, City, that's, just because I mean, the quarterback is such a huge market out there right now, yep. man. Like I mean, right. I mean, you got guys like Cam Newton, man, that just signed for one million dollars. You know, that was a former MVP or whatnot. You know, five years yeah. ago, four years ago, and I mean, he got basically pennies on a dime. So exactly. And I talked about it on the, um, I talked about it on the on, on Facebook in our in our extra point page that today that on this episode I would go ahead and give my official uh, recommendation for the GM and head coach. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that and knock that out if that's okay with you guys, and then we'll move on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I I'm gonna stick with the GM. I'm gonna stick um with my recommendation that I've had pretty much since the beginning, and that's and Lewis Riddick. You know and. and I know a lot of people aren't big on that name. I'm tired of the carousel of GMs that are in the league right now, and that it's no hit on Rick Smith or anything like that because that seems to be the one that keeps getting brought up. But I think a fresh, a fresh mind does does wonders, and I think that Lewis Riddick coming in, he will be able to work with Khan, who's already expressed interest in running the team this year and being more involved and in, in, than he's been previous years, which is great. I'd love if he took a more Arthur Blank approach, to be honest with you, because I, I really like the way he runs his team, and I've always liked that. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, that, that, that in my eyes, players can relate to a GM. That's a big thing. 
the GM can relate to the players. That's an even bigger thing. He he knows what they're going through. He's experienced the ups and downs. He knows all about all this, and he's someone that these players can come to. And and our biggest issue wasn't really drafting. It was re-signing. I mean, you see all these names, these big names walk out the door. We couldn't re-sign one of them, it was, and that was the saddest part about it. I think the only big name we re-signed, if you want to call it a big name, is Miles Jack. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, head coach. It, head coach, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. Um, everybody's big on Myers, and that's fine. I'm not a big fan of coaches that come out of college in the NFL. I mean, you really can't name any that have been successful that came, that started in college and came to the NFL. Um, only one, Jimmy Johnson. But you're right. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's yeah. the only. But literally, he is like the only one though. So, and I and I agree with you on that. And yeah. that Jimmy Johnson literally is like the only one that really had a great NFL career coming straight out of college. I mean, you look at Jim Harbaugh and all those other guys, you know, that came out. Um, and Saban, you know, yep. even when he went to Miami, you know, yep. then he went back to the college route. So it's a risk for it, sure. It's a major risk. And, and then I'll give you one more reason why I say be enemy. Andy Reid, he's part of Andy Reid's coaching tree. That is an obvious thing. Andy Reid has mo- one of the most successful coaching trees in NFL history. Um First of all, he's had four of of the ten that are currently in the league right now have gone to either a championship game or a Super Bowl. That would be John Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, and Brad Childress, the former Vikings coach. Um, Seven of the ten are current head coaches between Rivera, Peterson, Harbaugh, McDermott, Nagy, Bowles, uh, when he was with the Jets. Obviously, he's a coordinator now with uh, with the Buccaneers. And then you had Pat Shermer at one point as well when he was with the Giants. So he's had a lot of these. You know, they're either getting jobs or they're being successful. But more than not, they're 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 turning their franchises around in more times than not. Um, I mean, Bowles was in the right direction before he got let go, and I think Gates took him backwards. That being the Jets, uh, I, I like that. I'd rather take a chance with that than take a chance with the college uh, coach that we're gonna have to pay twelve million dollars a year. Although that was uh, apparently not true. Regardless. Yeah. But the number is going to be close to that, though, if he comes yeah, in. Yeah, which right. I, I don't care about the money at the end of the day, but I'm worried about what happens if he doesn't. he's not going in the right direction with this franchise. Does health become a problem for him all of a sudden, and he can't coach anymore? Because he's been proven left. not to last two or three or four years, you know, and then Correct. just jump ship and run. Correct. So, so, so that, that makes me kind of nervous, you know. But another question to you, though. Like, the enemy, don't get me wrong. He's going to be a – he's going to get a job this year. There's yes. no question about it. Yes. But a lot of questions that I've been hearing online and just, you know, through uh, radio talk and podcasts is like uh, uh, Bears coach Nagy, you know, um, mm-hmm. a successor, you know, with um, Andy Reid. You know, Andy Reid does, you know, that's his offense, you know, and yes. those offensive coordinators have got head coach's job. Andy Reid does call the plays. And obviously mm-hmm. the Bears, you know, they're in the playoffs this year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, their offense hasn't really lit up. Nope. So I heard a couple things today saying, you know, like, um, and th- these are just outside minds talking. Like, does the enemy, like, are they scared that, you know, like, you know, he's going to get that head coach job. Everyone thinks he's this great offensive mind and whatnot. But granted, you know, like he's just kind of right behind, you know, Andy Reid running that offense right there. And and, and that's why it's super important. And his first head coach job, too. In, in my eyes, that's why it's extremely important to hire a GM that can get on the same page with him and that has contact and has the ability to bring in good minds and good minds too. Right. And that, that's why I was he's head coach material. Don't get me wrong. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, and I, your points are extremely valid and that's one of the concerns that you run into. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I just think he's a better option than, than Meyer. And that's just me. Uh, Matt, I don't know how your thoughts are. And, and aside from, uh, sorry, Matt, and aside from the whole fact of the matter of like, do we think that he can actually just, you know, head coach a whole offense and build mm-hmm. this whole thing up. If he gets the right support system around him, number one, forget about this guy's offensive mind and what he's done with that Kansas City offense. 
this guy's a great player as coach too. He yes. is really well respected in the NFL. It was just a matter of time before he gets a job. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, even though I made those little points right there, I think that would be a great hire for them. Matt, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, um, Raheem Morris has done a pretty good job. I'd like to see him stay on the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he would be, it's tough. He interviewed with Jacksonville today. To accept that. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, and I, and I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure he he is getting other offers. Yeah, if, if I did have to pick a head coach, it would be it would be uh, Eric Bieniemy. So, um, like I mean, you guys just you just, yeah, just gave me all the reasons. I don't need to gotcha. explain. <laughs> on it. So, um, yeah, that, he's my number one. Other than that, I, I would not. I mean, picking Rob, what's his name, Roberts uh, Salah. What's so, his yeah. Name? Yep. Yep. Defensive uh, mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was on uh, the Seattle staff right there with Dan Quinn. He was underneath Dan Quinn at that time. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy definitely on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's my thought on that. Gotcha. Well, let's keep on moving through these games. We got we got a, lot, a few more to cover. Um, Tennessee gets the win 41-38 versus Houston. They go into the playoffs and win the AFC South for the first time since 2008. Um, Matt, is this a Super Bowl contender Tennessee Titans team? I mean, hey, man, with uh, if Derrick Henry's running for 200 yards a game or whatever the hell he's been running for, he, he's that dude's a, just a freaking monster. He's a tank. And that offensive line has played extremely well. They protected uh, Ryan Tannehill all year. So um, they could go on a run. It's tough to, it's tough to say the Titans could, could go all the way. Um, like I said, they would have to go on a run. But I, do they have the team to do it? I think so. Bobby, to you now. Uh, one of the biggest issues with the Titans team that people have come at about is their uh, their lack of ability to get to the quarterback. Now Clowney's done. Um, what's your thoughts on this Titans team? As much as I love this team right here, I mean they play my style of football. I love Rabel. Love him as a coach. Love him. Love him. Love him, man. I mean he's going to be there forever. If not, he's going to be the first coach taking off the uh, market. I just don't see them right now with that defense. I just don't see enough defensive play right there to match up against a Kansas City. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, the other high-power offenses that they might have to endure going gotcha. forward. Okay. All right. Josh, uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders get the win 32-31 over Denver in an extremely close game. Uh, Vegas definitely disappointed they didn't get into the playoffs this season considering the start they had, beating Kansas City all the above. Uh, Josh Jacobs ends up getting arrested a few days ago uh, right after the game for, uh, I believe, drunk driving, DUI. And he had the winning touchdown, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's <laughs> Way great. to celebrate, right? Then yeah. Then in jail. Yeah, exactly. Don't get off. It don't matter. Uh, going into week one, Bobby, who's the quarterback of this team? Is it Carr? Still Carr? Yeah, it is. I mean, Gruden loves Carr. You know, I think, you know, um, I mean, Gruden's a quarterback guru. I mean, he he publicly said how much he loves Carr. And obviously, you know, they might look and see what's out there. It's a deep quarterback draft. I mean, we haven't broke down the draft yet. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do here in the mm-hmm. offseason. But, yeah, I see him starting week one next year. Uh, does, is this, uh, does, uh, with, with John Elway out of the picture, Matt, does the uh, Denver Broncos draft a quarterback with the ninth overall pick? Depends on who's available. Um, at that point, I think there's a few teams ahead of that. So I don't know. I don't know if they will get another a decent quarterback at that pick. Um, no, nah, I still think that they have some holes in other spots on that team. I think at that point, they're just going to pick the best player available. Agree. Agree. Yeah, they'll probably pick a wide receiver, the fastest guy in the draft, which they always do. The LA Chargers played with uh the LA Chargers won 38-21 against KC's majority backups in yeah. this one. Uh 
Bobby, we were talking about it pre-show. Is, is is the LA Chargers one of the hottest spots to be the coach? Absolutely. I mean, you got a ten-year quarterback in Herbert right there. But, um, that's definitely a hot job right there. Obviously, it's San Diego. San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to live if you're a coach. LA. And um, LA. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, LA. I know you See, it's so hard to figure. I understand. It, 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 it takes changed. me years and years. A lot of changing in the last five yeah. six years. But um, no. I mean, Herbert. I mean, this, I mean, you're talking about a kid right here that I mean, we haven't even seen. You know, he hasn't even come close to his platform. I mean, you know, the sky's the limit with this kid right here. I mean, I, I'm considering him as like a Matt Stafford type of quarterback going okay. here in the future, you okay. know, type guy right there. So it is a sexy job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, uh, what what is this Chargers team missing? I mean, was it coaching this year or was it just, well, was it something else? Well, what do you think? A rookie quarterback uh, finding his way in the league. Yeah, the stats mm-hmm. are great, but uh, he needs to find a way to, to you know, finish games out and, and win them. And so, that was a big problem with this team this season. You know, I, we talked about Atlanta and their struggles with finishing, but the Chargers were one of those teams too that you know they were on the wrong side of a couple extremely close games here and there. I mean, Eckler was out a lot of part of the season right here mm-hmm. too, and then you know Keenan Allen, obviously he's a great receiver, but other than that, I mean, there were wasn't really much help on that team, so. They can build around them. I think they have a future there. I think that's a sexy job. There you go. There you go. Green Bay gets the dub, 35-216 over the Bears. The Bears take the loss, still get into the playoffs, though. So the Bears will be bearing down next week when they when they uh, have their first wild card matchup. Green Bay, man, is there yeah. is there anybody you can see, Matt, that, that's going to challenge them right now in the uh, NFC? Well, <clears throat> going no, through Lambeau. They're, yeah, they're they're built to uh, to go all the way this season. I I think it, I would love to see the uh, Tampa Bay Green Bay. Uh, oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be uh, fun? That, so, would, that would be fun. Yeah, exactly. So much on the line in that game too, if you think NFC about it, because right because yeah. if, if that's an NFC Championship matchup, you have uh, Green yeah. Bay trying to win in Lambeau, and you have Tampa Bay trying to be the and first Tom team Brady to can play, play in the Super Bowl that at crazy home. weather that's going to be up there too. Oh, That'd he, be a hell of a he, matchup. For man. It, him yeah. and Gronk, man, that's nothing to him up there in that weather. Oh, absolutely. New Orleans Saints get the win, thirty-three to seven over Carolina. The Saints will be getting Michael Thomas back next week. Do you anticipate any issues with the offense getting him going, Bobby? Um, not really. I mean, Kamara's good to go, right? Yeah. Through the COVID issues and all that? Yep. Uh, no, I see them rolling, man. I mean, they're a hot team right there. I mean, I see a clash between them and Green Bay, you know, here in the playoffs right there. I like New Orleans, man. I think they're rolling. Matt, thoughts on New Orleans? No, exactly. Tomorrow's good. Michael Thomas back. They're going to be rolling. All right. Washington football team is in the playoffs with a 20-14 to win versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia starts Nate Sutfield late in the game. Controversial. Do you agree with the call, Matt? Yes or no? Oh, yes. Very, very controversial. Uh, they're getting... I mean, players are, you know, reportedly being held back from from Doug Peterson. Rightfully so. Oh my God! Yeah, no, that's again. Uh, who was the uh, Joe Judge on the Giants? Uh, he said everything mm-hmm. right on the money. He it's disrespectful to the game, um, other players' families, everybody, especially this past season, put a lot on the line, and yeah, that's messed up, man. I lost a lot of respect for that team, if not all of it. Yeah, and you know what? Let me chime on this real quick. I it's not it's, not it's not like Hertz has been, you know, a franchise quarterback. He played all year long. You just want to hold him out in a meaningless game because he would get hurt or whatnot. No, you still need to figure out what this guy has right now. They totally gave that game away. They quit on the team right there. They did not play to win that game right there. I thought that was total bullshit, man, and Bush League. And I think a lot of people agree with that. Not just their own players, but a lot of people do. That was I haven't seen anything like that before, man. Yeah, it was it was wild to see. Um 
I mean, I get if you want to see what you got in Sudfield. Uh, but when you're in shit, the, next year in preseason, see that shit. Well, when you're in the game like that, and it's it's kind of in my eyes the way I looked at it, I, I I get it in a sense. But at the end of the day, you want to see what you haven't hurt. You just gave up a a quarterback that was a couple games away in one of his earlier seasons from being an MVP. You've basically given up on him, which is fine if you right. feel like demanding hurts a trade one. right now too. If you no. feel that hurts is the better option, so be it. That's fine. But okay. Uh, your quarterback's in a great position to see what he's got in those close games, to see if he can win the, the close ones against teams that are, right now, let's be honest, Washington football team is the better team of those two teams right now. You have an opportunity to see what he can do against something like that, against a strong defense, uh, against an offensive team that was slowly running the ball, that was draining clock. This was a good game to see what Hurts had, and they just didn't give him the opportunity. I look at it from a little bit different perspective in that way. Not necessarily them tanking, but you took a lot away from your starting, your future starting quarterback in his development. And you can't tell me that none of those Philadelphia Eagles players on that team did not, because I mean they knew they weren't going to the playoffs. But there's Kelsey, no better Kelsey feeling. Was there's Kelsey no was better pissed. feeling than knocking out a team out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, Jason Kelsey was you know, pissed. Like if you could see him on the sideline, he was of all, everybody. He was. Uh, it was wild. To and see like him. Matt was saying, though, I heard there's a lot of turmoil going on right now with well, Peterson and the players and all that. Man, that was my next that. question. That's my next question, Matt. Do you think that uh, Peterson's lost control of this locker room? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think it was in the past couple of weeks the uh, the owners came out or the GM or whatever said that now Peterson's safe. Blah blah blah. Well, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about it now. So, and in. I mean, I'm sure that they were the ones that told him to do it. He was just doing his job. You know what I mean? It's do this or get fired. So uh, he's put. He was probably put in a really tough spot. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal was with that, but that was that was definitely wild to say the least. Hey, we got a few more things before we wrap up today, guys. Obviously, those were the uh, week 17 games. Uh, we got to talk our records, man. Uh, we have an overall champion. We have uh, our official locks champion. And uh, I have a little bit of information I've been keeping from Bobby and Matt this entire episode that I'm excited to share with them. Can't wait to hear. Uh, so let's start out with first records. Matt, this week you went 11-5. and five. You had the best record of the week. Uh, I went 9-7. and seven. Bobby, you went 8-8. Eight and eight. Bobby, you, uh, you took an L on your lock with Jacksonville. I took an L on my lock with Denver. Matt, you took an L on your lock with Philly, so we all lost. Bobby, you finished the year eleven and six, seventh or second in locks. I finished nine and eight, third in locks. And Matt, you are the champion, thirteen and four in locks. So congratulations again for the locks champion. Whoop whoop. All right, and this is the final tally for the overall record. Bobby, you finished third this season, uh, defending champion. Finishes third. Hey, room for improvement. Yeah. Going into next year, you finished one fifty, one hundred five, and one. Matt. You finished second by only three games. You made a comeback in the last couple of weeks and were drawing me in. You finished 169, 86, and 1. Your overall best and the number two record of all time. Mm. Um, and then I finished first, 172, 83, and 1. Uh, and I'm the champ, Doug. Congrats, man. Thanks, yeah, man. man. Thanks. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. I, 172, okay. I, yeah. I think that at the end of the day, though, I think that as the way that we break down and look at games after our second season of doing this has gotten a lot more uh, eagle-eyed, especially, you know, Matt, you were talking about it a few weeks ago, man. You were laser-focused coming in these last few weeks, and it definitely showed. Yeah, no, for sure. I was trying to come back, and I knew and I you had almost to. did. And, uh, it, it was close. It was close. But, yeah, man, nah, it's, I love doing it. I love uh, breaking them down and, and uh, going against you guys and, and – you know, pick it some wild cards. I love it. It's a blast. It's a blast. Okay, guys, I've been holding this from you all day. I didn't tell Bobby, Matt. I I obviously haven't told you either. 
Um, I just gave a little bit of a mention about it. So we did our preseason predictions, and I went back and looked at them. And between the three of us, now there's a couple that we got the same, but between the three of us, uh, at the end of the season, we had a total of 11 correct draft or 11 correct uh, oh, season, season predictions. Overall predi- uh, correct records, uh, records, right, right, right. Matt, you had two. Uh, you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 11 and five. You nailed that one. And then you also had. Let me pull it up real quick. You also had the Baltimore Ravens at 11 and five. So you got both of those ones correct. Okay. I had three correct. So I had uh, I had Tampa Bay as well at 11 and five. I had Arizona at eight and eight, and then I had Kansas City at 14 and two. Now Bobby, this man Bobby had six. He I got had, six. So that can make up for my horrible. Yes, <laughs> and then here. some. So Bobby got Chicago at eight and eight correct. He got Tampa Bay at 11 and five. By the way, all three of us got Tampa Bay. That was yeah. kind of cool. Um, you got Arizona at eight and eight, right? Me and you both got that one. Yeah. Seattle at twelve and four, you got correct. Okay. The New York Giants at six and ten, you got correct. Mm-hmm. And then you also got the uh, LA Chargers at seven and nine, correct, man? So good work, oh, dude. Man. Okay. That's I yeah. figured that was I'm, pretty tight. I'm, yeah, dude. I'm glad that you kept those stats, dude. I didn't, you know, I remember us doing that show when we were yeah. doing our predictions and all that. I forget that you're a nerd and you're writing yeah, all that stuff know, down, dog. man. That's that's why you're the host, man. That's why you're the goat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, now I feel now I finally feel good about something. Feel accomplished, since I was bro. Last and everything else is hey, here. <laughs> hey, feel accomplished, man. There was a lot of other close ones, Matt. You had a, I mean, I you had several really close ones that were just right there. Um, you were close with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Rams. You were close yeah. with uh, you were close with. I mean, honestly, uh, what was it? I had another one. Oh, man, I, I lost it. Uh, you were close with Minnesota. You were close with. I have a few more teams in the AFC. I don't have them all on top of my head. Uh, Cincinnati, you were off by a game with. You were close with uh, Miami. You were close with New England. You were like you were close with the Chargers. You were close with Denver. I mean, dude, you were off by about a game or two with about maybe six or seven wow. teams, man. You were right there. Yeah. So kudos to you as well, bro. You were extremely close. I'm going to get it next year. That's right. Yep. That's right. Hey, man, well uh, – I think that's all we got for today. Tomorrow we are doing uh, playoff predictions, guys. We got six games. So we're gonna do our obviously the weekly picks, and then we're gonna do our uh, playoff predictions. Yep. Yep. Super Bowl and everything. Yep. Well, we'll do. We'll do. No, we're just gonna do next week. We'll just take it one week at a time. Okay. One week at a time. One week so at next a time. Well, we can. I, we can do our favorites right now going into the playoffs. We can do our two our Super Bowl favorites going into the playoffs, but we'll save it for predictions for week by week. Okay. Um, see, you know, so we'll, we'll but I mean, we, I mean, you would think though, that we would want to, you know, right now with the playoffs all decided or whatnot, I don't know, Matt, you or Wes, we can talk about this, but figure out, you know, who's going to NFC championship game, AFC championship game, and who's going to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl or, you just go to, or go week to week. And okay, we're gonna okay. do our week picks too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I see do. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So we do kind of like a prediction for the yeah, Super because we can't pick our Super Bowl winners, you know, every, you know, until like the NFC or AFC championship game. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. Okay. So we should okay. just kind of maybe just figure out who's gonna go. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll 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 think we'll talk about we'll it talk off about air it. for yeah. sure for sure. Uh, Matt, you got anything else for us tonight? Nah, man. It's been All right. Good. Cool, man. It was a good episode. Uh, again, yep. thanks for Brian coming on. It was yeah, good man. to get that Colts uh, perspective. Matt, thanks for bringing him on. Uh, Bobby, thanks for coming in studio tonight. It was awesome. Yes, sir. All right. Well, for Matt and Bobby, uh, Brian, thank you for coming in. I'm Wes. Thanks for listening to Extra Point. We will see you tomorrow. Let's go. Peace.